Welcome to a mathematical basis for reality. Bruce, I think you should tell them that Physical Truth is a book on mathematics and philosophy, and that it's a good story. I'd like to talk about uh, a lady by the name of Amy Elizabeth or Betty Thorpe. She was born in November 22nd, 1910. To December 1st, 1963 is when she passed away. Uh, this lady was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. Her father is George C. Thorpe, who is a colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps. And he uh, passed away in 1936. He was born in uh, 1875. He was an author and a lawyer. And he wrote a classic treatise on military logistics called Pure Logistics, the Science of War Preparation, which was published in 1917. Now, Betty Thorpe is going to be playing a major role in <clears throat> this, uh, this story about Dieppe. <clears throat> and as an American, uh, she was the top spy in... Uh, in the arsenal of, of British intelligence and she was remarkable remarkable woman not that much is known about her and huge controversies about her um, but she uh, she was um, basically the one who uh, who managed to uh, give incredible assistance incredible help actually it wasn't just incredible help she she basically saved the Russians during the Second World War. Just a remarkable, remarkable lady. Incredibly courageous and uh, just taking unbelievable risks at various different times. Now, uh, if I'm going on with this story, if I may please, uh, the year 1926 seems to have come into play. Now, this is eight years following World War One. At the time, Lenin is the head of the Soviet Union, which is Russia. Russia had completely collapsed and had been destroyed by the First World War. Ludendorff, chief of staff for the German forces, had shipped Lenin into Russia so that he could promote the communist cause and knock Russia out of the war. By 1924, Lenin had managed to get Russia under control, which is no mean feat given the size of Russia and its complex and diverse social and cultural mosaic. The Soviet Union was established in 1922 by Stalin, who assumed leadership of Russia on Lenin's death. It took him until the early 1930s to gain complete control over the Communist Party. Now, in 1926, Russia and the Soviet Union, or communism, was not considered a threat. It was more of a curiosity than anything else. What draws my attention in 1926 more than anything is that Cynthia... Now, by the way, Cynthia is the code name for Elizabeth Betty Thorpe. Elizabeth Betty Thorpe had the code name Cynthia. So Cynthia, as a 16-year-old girl, is taking her place as a major player in the Washington diplomatic scene. And Bill Stevenson shows up in Moscow selling electronic equipment. So let's talk about Cynthia for a bit. In those days, a 16-year-old girl is considered more of an adult than today, but she is still only a 16-year-old girl. As far as we can tell, and her life is filled with secrecy and controversy, she's being, or has been groomed, for espionage. Records that we have um, 
of uh, Cynthia and show her to be sleeping with the internationally powerful in the Washington social scene. America is definitely a world superpower in 1926. Hey, remember, the New York Stock Exchange crashed in 1929, which is only three years after this, and this resulted in a global depression lasting 10 years and which only ended because of the start of another world war. Of note, in 1921 until 1924, um, a lady by the name of Bessie Wallace, another woman, comes into play. She's better known later as Wallace Simpson. Uh, she was living in Washington, D.C., separated from her husband and having an affair with Philip de Espril, an Argentine diplomat. In 1924, Wallace went to China and had an affair with Count Galizo Ciano, who became Mussolini's son-in-law. According to records, Wallace got pregnant with Ciano and had an abortion. So both Wallace and Cynthia were in the Washington, D.C. diplomatic circle in 1924. Cynthia would have been 14. Cynthia would have known or known of Bessie Wallace. Also in 1924, Bill, the intrepid guy, is running his electronics company in Canada and receives an invitation from Cypher Machines in Berlin to get what was to become the Enigma machine, basically to buy it. The Enigma machine became the core of German communications and battle codes of the Second World War. Bill turned it down, which I guess is a blessing in disguise, because the core of British intelligence was to steal stuff without letting anyone know the stuff had been stolen. If Bill had just bought an Enigma machine rather than having it stolen, the Germans would have figured out the Allies already had one and things would have been very, very different. Also in 1924, Hitler published Mein Kampf from jail. From 1922 to about 1936, Stalin established his control of Russia. The great communist purge of Stalin began in 1934, but there was a player on the field who had worked himself into a position of control over Stalin, moving, using, rather, he had worked into a position of control using misdirection and deceit. Now, his name was Reinhard Heydrich, and he was uh, Hitler's top spy and mastermind. Uh, Bill may have gone to Moscow in the early 1930s as a salesman for his company. In any case, he had, for some, some I don't know how he got it, but he had the inner scoop of what was happening in, in Russia. Now, it was quite the history between communist Russia and Germany. During the First World War, Germany had to fight on two fronts. One against the British and French on their western front, and against the Russians on their eastern front. The commander-in-chief of German forces... Eric Ludendorff, had a daring plan to get Russia off Germany's back. He shipped Lenin into Russia by train and supported him in the Bolshevik Revolution, thereby removing Russia from the war. So I guess Germany kind of had some swing in, with the Russian communist government, and Heydrich was making full use of it to keep Russia out of any future wars with Germany and firmly in the back pocket of the Nazi party. It was Heydrich who engineered the Stalin Red Army purges through forged letters and framing Red Army generals. Heydrich was in complete control of the Soviet intelligence machinery, making Stalin believe his military were constantly on the verge of a counter-revolution to overthrow the government. Needless to say, Heydrich had supplied the Russians with their military codes. He even had Stalin manipulate it, 
to execute or banish 35,000 of his most experienced officers. Okay, during this section, <clears throat> I want to talk about the controversy that exists uh, surrounding um, the spy codenamed Cynthia and also uh, Bill Stevenson from Winnipeg, who was codenamed Intrepid from a rather famous book, also by William Stevenson, different person, same name, uh, who's the author of um, A Man Called Intrepid. Of course, Cynthia was born Amy Elizabeth Thorpe, and um, uh, as far as we can see, because we don't know much about her, or we know a lot about her, but it all uh, contradicts everything else that we know about her, um, uh, makes me sort of admire her as one of the greatest spies of the Second World War, if not, if not the major spy of the Second World War. Um, it is said that uh, Intrepid had, uh, I'll use the word Intrepid just to uh, get away from the author, Bill uh, William Stevenson, but Intrepid, or Bill Stevenson, um, apparently had blackmailed her, but I, I don't find any evidence where that blackmail is. But apparently there's a, a war museum on espionage, or an espionage museum in Washington, D.C., and they indicate that um, that Cynthia was blackmailed by uh, Intrepid or, or Bill Stevens in order to work for him, but I really don't think that that is true. It may have been a setup so that ever she was caught, she could say, well, I was blackmailed, etc., etc. Um, a number of, um, of um, books on this is The Last Good Night. Um, another one is Secret Persuaders by William Boyd. Uh, the Irregulars, okay, that's by Roald Dahl, the, actual, the real Roald Dahl, who actually uh, participated in World War I. Uh, it's a British spy, uh, spy ring in wartime Washington. Uh, another one is um, Montgomery Hyde, Cynthia, is the title of that book. Another one is by is called Cast No Shadow. That's by a woman, Mary Lovell. It's called the uh, Cast No Shadow: The Life of the American Spy Who Changed the Course of World War II. And believe me, she did. Um, then Bill McDonald comes out with The True Intrepid. Uh, Sir William Stevenson, The Unknown Agents, and so forth. Um, Desperate Deception: British Covert Operations in the United States by Thomas Mall. Um, the Sisterhood of Spies by Elizabeth McIntosh. Uh, Intrepid's Last Deception. Uh, then there's uh, Stevenson and Dahl working together um, on British security coordination, secret history of British intelligence in the Americas. Now, what I'm seeing is this is not so... Everyone's talking about spying in the Americas and stuff like that, which is not that difficult to do um, at the time. This is before America joined the war. And uh, so the reason there's uh, contradiction and controversy is because Cynthia was a heck of a good spy, and Bill Stevenson was a heck of a good um, uh, uh, good authority, if you like, running uh, the British spy ser service, which ended up at Bletchley Park. Now, this all deals with the Enigma machine. Elizabeth Thorpe um, was actually, in 1936, there's indications Elizabeth Thorpe, or Cynthia, was working on the Enigma machine. I don't know if she was actually hired by the Nazis or she was working for the Polish resistance, but I actually think she was working for the Nazis uh, on uh, one of the first Enigma machines and then helped the Poles to uh, basically blow up a typewriter and steal the Enigma machine, etc., which made it look like 
the British had never stolen anything. Um, the British were, as I have said, very, very good at looking like they were completely inept and didn't know what they were doing, when in reality they were highly organized, uh, etc. Now, Stevenson's story, this is William Stevens, the author, Man Called a Trap, but his story is disputed by historian Richard Wojtek, who described it as one of several examples of disinformation by bestseller authors and others concerning how the results of Polish cryptographic work on Enigma reached the Western Allies. The Polish successes, which began in late 1932, gave inception in July 1939 to the Ultra Operation that would be conducted during World War II at Bletchley Park, 50 miles northwest of London. Another critic, T.F. Uh, Naftali, writes, the intrepid myth included the claim that Sir William Stevenson had contributed to the actual process of decryption by providing British codebreakers with a copy of the German Enigma machine and by encouraging them to use computers to unbutton German signals. Well, as far as I know, that's actually what he did do. Anyway, by the time World War II broke out in Europe in 1939, Thorpe was out of Poland, so I think she left Poland in 38, and had returned to Washington, D.C., where, according to the late American TV journalist David Brinkley, if ever any of you have watched the Brinkley Report, but nevertheless a very, very famous American journalist, she resumed her tour through the American capital's diplomatic scene, often as mistress to married foreign diplomats. Now, according to Stevenson... This would probably be the author, I think. Anyway, according to Stevenson, Thorpe used the access gained by her romantic relationships to obtain strategic secrets about Nazi Germany, Vichy France, and fascist Italy, and to extract practical knowledge needed to place spies in fortress Europe. In 1942, according to Stevenson, she obtained codes from the Vichy French Embassy in Washington, which assisted the Allied invasion of North Africa. So this was deception. North Africa ends up kind of being a deception throughout this thing with the Enigma machine. According to Stevenson, a love affair that Thorpe conducted with the naval attaché, Admiral Alberto Lier, was especially productive and gained Western Allied leaders early strategic insight into Axis war plans in the Mediterranean. In 1967, however, the Admiral's heirs sued British author H. Montgomery Hyde in an Italian court for defamation, insisting that Ley, who had died in 1951, had not betrayed military secrets and won. In 19, I mean, they won the, the court case. In 1988, Ley's two sons protested publication of the seduction account in David Brinkley's best-selling Washington Goes to War and persuaded the Italian Defense Ministry to publish denial ads in three leading East Coast newspapers. The Italian naval enigma message leading to Italian defeat at the Battle of Cape Matapan was broken at the Government Code and Cipher School, Bletchley Park, using Dilly's rotting method without a codebook. This debunks Hyde's theory that a codebook obtained from Admiral Lier was responsible. Now, uh, one of the things I think I know for sure, or I think that we can count on anyway, is that Th Cynthia did steal uh, the codebooks the up-to-date code books from a safe of the Vichy France, um, uh, the Vichy France wasn't the uh, ambassadorship, but the, that was the Vichy France consulate in New York City. And it took her four nights to do that, apparently, according to the book, uh, A Man Called Intrepid, which is being disagreed upon. But the code books were not, had nothing to do with North Africa. They weren't sent to North Africa or dealt with North Africa. And the Enigma machine was very heavily used in, in Normandy 
and in the invasion of Normandy. But uh, the British, no, the British kept the Enigma machine in their back pocket. They didn't tell anyone they had it. And Cynthia was the one that kind of actually stole it and gave it to Bletchley Park. Uh, and without it, they, they couldn't have broken the, the German code. So the German codes uh, were obtained and they needed because they changed the code books every once in a while, every six months or whatever. Uh, during the Second World War, the Germans changed the code books. They needed these code books, uh, so they didn't have to retry and break the code book without having them. It just made it much faster, and they were in a hurry. And uh, three weeks after, um, three weeks after Cynthia uh, captured the code books and had the co well copies of the code books, she took pictures of them, and then put the actual code book back in the safe. So they, basically, the um, Vichy France—it wasn't the Italians, the Vichy France uh, consulate—did not know that she had actually stolen them. Um, and apparently it took three weeks to get the code book uh, to Churchill because three weeks after uh, she, she busted in and, and um, stole the, the, a copy of the code books, um, it was in the hands of Churchill and the dates just line up perfectly and uh, uh, we know exactly where those code books ended up. And um, uh, that is vital to the story because it relates into where Dieppe comes in and where the Canadians step in. So far, uh, uh, Bill Stevenson is a Canadian. He's from Winnipeg. That's the only time we see any part of a Canadian involvement. But at the time, uh, 1942, when, um, when Cynthia stole it, uh, or got broke the, the code books, or got the code books to Churchill, um, it was not so much in Western Europe or in, in Africa that was the main uh, concern or where, where most of the war was being fought at the time. And we'll get back into our story, but just, just to show you that a lot of this stuff is highly, highly controversial. And the parts that I just read here were from Wikipedia, just so everyone knows it. Uh, it's from Wikipedia under their uh, entry for Amy Elizabeth Thorpe, if anyone wants to check that out. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you liked what you heard, you may subscribe in your podcast provider and perhaps share in various social media sites. Bruce has promised he won't change the links anymore and screw up trying to find the next episode. Please enjoy the rest of your day and may everything work out for the best. We try to have a new podcast every Saturday, so see you next week.